I mean, I, I don't really want to talk about it, but I feel like we have to because I feel like it's staring all of us in the face. Yeah. Um, it's racism again. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, so we have, we have the whole debacle in Bulgaria, mm-hmm. um, which was the first round of the week where um, Tyrone Mings, Rashford, Sterling, um, to name but a few, were you know were consistently getting pouted with monkey chants. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Nazi signs. There's Nazi mm-hmm. salutes. Um, that even some guy even held up a t-shirt with the UEFA Pache no respect on it. Mm. Um, now we obviously after the events of the FA Cup qualifying match mm-hmm. um, with Haringey in Har- Yeovil Town. Yeah, we shouldn't throw stones at glass houses in, when we live in glass houses. So, Absolutely, yeah. But just going back to the Bulgaria game quickly, what is your take on this UEFA three-step rule? Because it didn't seem to happen. Well, it, it, it kind of did. It kind of, two steps happened. So the two steps were, the first step is that there's a PA announcement. Yeah, which happened. Yeah. The second step is that the referee has made acknowledgement to it. And as did the players, yeah, as did the players, some of the home and, players and sort of like, the and then there, there might be a haltage, mm. there might be some sort of haltage. The third step is, you know, a, a walk off. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't like this three step rule. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was racist to you in the street. Mm-hmm. Would you give me three attempts before you've done something about it? No. So, yeah. so what is the, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of, I don't understand why people have to be racist on three separate occasions before something is being done about it. Yeah. I get that walking off after the first, the first attempt may seem like a bit rash. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like you're being like, well, you get two attempts, boys. You get you get two attempts is fine. Like we're all we'll do is we'll pause the game for a little bit. But a third time, no. No, well, that's fans really fans will equally just turn around and be like, oh well, we'll just make sure we do it good twice. Yeah, we'll do we'll we'll have really two good goes at it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, where's the mindset in that? Mm. Like, why and not not just that, but also it's it it's pointless. Like, and I I mean, I listened to um, the chairman of the FA mm-hmm. talking um, after the game about how while well we were for a deal with it, um, and then Ian Wright come on afterwards and said like he's like he has no faith now mm. in the chairman of the FA because UEFA aren't doing jack diddly about it. Mm-hmm. There's this three step rule which is ridiculous. Mm. They'll find them five thousand mm-hmm. pounds. Like Nicholas Bentner got fined more money for showing. Um, Paddy Power pants when mm-hmm. he scored at a, 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 an international tournament mm-hmm. than federations have been, been fined for racism. Abuse, yeah. How are you, so that to me, mm. that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That is quite, quite possibly the most stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, coinciding with that, 
you, I mean, there is uh, Bratislava, I think it is. Uh, Wolves have got Bratislava Mm -hmm. in the Europa League. Um, And their stadium was closed off Mm -hmm. for racist abuse. So Mm -hmm. they've got to play behind closed doors. But they found a loophole in the fact that they can get school kids and yeah and different things like that so they got about twenty thousand school kids going because mm. they've got they've given them tickets yeah which means for every thousand kids or something like that adults can come or for every hundred kids no for every hundred kids mm. an adult can come so that means that there's going to be what 20 no you do the math Wait, what was it? For every 100 kids? Uh, yeah, for every... Uh, 20,000 kids, for every 100 kids, an adult can come. Two. So it's basically just... Yeah. It's 200? 200,000. No, 20,000. 20,000. So it'll be... Math should be my your strong point. Yeah. <laughs> 200, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. 200. So you've got 200 adults coming. Mm-hmm. That is the same allocation as wolves are allowed. Wolves... Under the under the regulations, mm. the visiting team are allowed two hundred tickets, even though the stadium's closed off. So wolves are getting punished, in a sense, because mm. they're only allowed two hundred fans going because yeah. of this loophole. And I just don't think that UEFA are dealing with this in a proper manner. No, and not I think that someone needs to call them out on it. And I, I hope FIFA do something about it because yeah. I know that FIFA have sort of murmur that there will be consequences for mm. you know the way in which things have been handled mm-hmm. but I just me personally it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth and I know mm. it's only a minority I mm. do completely understand it's a minority and that it will ruin it for the you know the, the majority mm-hmm. but how I mean, I'm not gonna. If I if I'm in a crowd mm-hmm. and someone's being racially abused, and like in the Harrogate game, mm-hmm. and I'm one of the majority, mm-hmm. and they walked off the pitch like they did, mm-hmm. I would be fine with that mm-hmm. because nobody should play in that environment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, presuming everybody has my mindset, I don't understand why. For instance, I don't understand why England didn't walk off. I do get that they wanted to. Like Jordan Henderson said, it was a group. It was a group decision that they wanted to batter Bulgaria mm. to be like, "This isn't okay. This is our retribution. Is that we're going to go gung ho at you?" And I and I and I do get that, but I also think that that could have made a massive statement, and I think that almost could have made UEFA force their hand because England are England are a, a superpower in in terms of national football. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They're up there as like one of, in the top ten. Well, biggest. I think ultimately they're a superpower because of the financial, yeah, the financial prowess they have within yeah. UEFA. But I also think it's down to the you know the the stars that attraction attractions they have, you know, like Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane. Well, I think the reason I say that is because what it all boils down to with UEFA is you know they they try and quantify racism, which isn't quantifiable, but to them it's all a big money game, mm. and if racism is a threat to money then they will do something a bit better about it. And yeah. thus far, it hasn't been as much of a threat to money as it has been to morals. They don't care about morals. Yeah. They care about money, and I think yeah. that's the issue here. Furthermore, one thing I've wanted to say, actually, which I think above all else is the problem. I don't necessarily think 
that a lot of these fans, particularly in the Yeovil game, maybe even in Bulgaria, are actually chanting racist things because they're racist. I think they're angry about something else. They're rebelling. And what do you do when you rebel? You find something that goes against the establishment or against whatever the ideological way to be is. And that's what I think happened in, at the moment, obviously, where everyone's having the conversation about racism. So these Yeovil fans were trying to get in the heads of players. They probably aren't racist, but they thought racism is something that gets spoken about a lot. If we're racist here, if we say racist things, then maybe we could cause a stir, we could rebel, we could get the game called off, whatever it may be. So it really puts me on the fence in this kind of idea of walking off the pitch because it makes me think maybe some of these fans want players to walk off the pitch because they're trying to rebel and rebellion is their whole aim. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot because of Extinction Rebellion. No, no, and, and, and I get that. I, mm. I, I, I understand that. But at the, at the same token, mm. wouldn't... Just supposing that they aren't doing it for that, just mm-hmm. saying they are doing it because they get a kick out of it, mm-hmm. isn't... Isn't walking off the pitch a good thing? Now, I know it creates a, oh, wow, you've given them what they wanted, they've won mm-hmm. now. But in a sense, they haven't either because they've just ruined it for everyone else. They've ruined it for themselves. And then, again, it will force someone to do something. Like F- the FA now, it'll be really interesting to see because we, as we've just done now, mm-hmm. we have, um, you know, we tore in to UEFA about how they are and their aspect regarding racism. Mm-hmm. This is the first time in the Harringate versus Yeovil match that we've seen a team walk off the pitch and mm-hmm. not return. Mm-hmm. How did the, how do you, the FA now go about this? Mm. Because like you said to me the other day, this isn't a, I mean, can they like, is it fair for them to hurt the club? Because as in like fine Yeovil yeah, or whatever. Fine Yeovil because you know it's not it's not Yeovil's fault that their fan they know that their fans have been deemed to be racist. Yeah. But you know, do they kick them out of the cup competition because the game wasn't being able to be played? Mm. Um do they give them a substantial fine? You know, what 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 do they do? How do they combat it better than UEFA? I think there's ultimately needs to be as much as fans of a club don't represent the club, always, um, it is the club's responsibility to mediate, is that the right word? To like, yeah, mediate the fans, to, to discipline them if they, they misbehave. And so in this situation, I think it's the FA's responsibility to put the necessary pressure on the club to do something about their fans, whatever that may be. Whether that means like, not ban them from having fans at the stadium, but encourage them to ban fans, for example. Because if they ban fans, then it's disciplining the club. But if they encourage the club to ban the fans, then it it advises the club yeah. to do something that maybe the long-term benefit of is, you know, the fans recognise, oh, that's not the way to be. If I want to ever see my club again, then I better not do that. Yeah, I, I mean... It's a tough one. There, there's so many. There's so many different variants. Mm. For instance, that guy might not have been a Yeovil fan. Massive 
Very good point. Yeah, that guy might have been a random football fan that thought, "I'm going to go. To, I'm going to go to my nearest ground." He might have been part of Extinction Rebellion. Yeah, and go there. But we're not saying they're racist, by the way. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but like, they're out to cause a stir. Yeah, mm. and it, it could be just one guy, just you know, wanting to get out, wanting to get a kick out of something, or wanting to get a statement out of someone or something, mm-hmm. and just thought. Well, Yeovil playing today. Mm-hmm. There's a small crowd. I'll be able to make a difference at a small crowd. Mm-hmm. The I think what needs to happen is when it's a when it's one issue, and and this is this is me kind of almost going back on myself, but give, just give me a chance. Mm-hmm. If it's one issue with a fan, then I don't think you can prosecute the club mm-hmm. I think if it's more than once I think you do yeah because the club hasn't done anything about it mm-hmm. I think that's when the FA need to step in mm-hmm. um, once a mistake twice a mistake yeah mm. exactly um, and I think that that is where you show that there's a zero tolerance because mm-hmm. at the moment I don't feel like there is I don't feel I don't feel like football is showing I mean it's it's all well and good Sky Sports and Premier League doing this do you know what I mean the respect campaign and like I think sometimes that can be counterproductive in a weird way because like I said some people are literally out there to cause a stir and whatever you're campaigning for they will just go against exactly so if you campaign this idea of say no to racism say no to racism the people who want to say no to what you say yes to will be like ah well, I'm not even racist, but I'm going to be racist because yeah. I'm trying to rebel. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that with with these people, it's a... Um, I think the... I've lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Uh, you were speaking about disciplining... Yeah, I mean... I just, club that, that was it that was stuff. it I, I didn't feel like there's a zero tolerance I do mm. not feel like there's a zero tolerance and I mm. think that with the the ideology of people saying you know making campaigns and things like that is great in hindsight because it's making you know it is having an awareness that there is an issue mm-hmm. but if nobody is trying to prevent that issue what are these campaigns actually doing yeah do you know what I mean it's almost like these campaigns are almost like the guy that's like, I'm not racist because I have a black friend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of saying that like racism's wrong, mm. but I mean, that's, that's it. You're not going to, we're not going to punish you for it. There's, you know what, funny enough, when I was getting a train down to Oxford yesterday, I popped into WH Smith and saw this book and it was, I can't remember the name of it, but it was about the concept of businesses apologizing, but not really apologizing, like putting out a statement on social media to say, oh, um, this is not representative of our company's ethos, whatever. And I feel that's unfortunately, dare I say it, what, like, Kick It Out and various other organisations seem to have become. Organisations that, like, make these statements constantly, but do very little. The the reason I say that, um, Obviously, I don't know anyone who works for any of these companies and I don't know much about the companies, but I did see an interview with Rio Ferdinand who absolutely refused to wear a Kick It Out t-shirt following an incident that happened with his brother, Anton Ferdinand, and how that same company didn't actually do anything to deal with it other than be 
on TV and say, oh, it's wrong, it's wrong, but what do they actually do? So, and I worry about these other organisations being there as well. Do you well. feel like it's more of an advertisement that, that these companies are like, oh, okay, well, there's been another racist issue. Mm. This gives us more TV time. <sighs> Dare I say it? Yeah. We live, in a, we live in a world where like so many companies and individuals as well like to be seen as fighting for the moral yeah the moral betterment but actually not doing anything yeah just wanting that kind of attention wanting whoever it may be whatever customer to be like oh yeah what a good company oh what a good person mm. what a charitable thing to do but not actually doing anything charitable i just wonder who if anyone or any company is actually going to do something about this racism situation Rather, and not make from, a statement I think it needs to start from the top down I think FIFA yeah. needs to get involved yeah. and then follow it through yeah. um, but what I will say is to the people out there that continue to do it you're morons you're ruining the game yeah absolutely and man the problem is is there'll be a point where it's stereotyped through the whole of football mm. because it's starting to do that now that's the huge it's, it's mad you say that because it's a huge irony when we look at football it's probably one of the most popular things in say this country in the world it's one of the most popular things and with that it is one of the things that has united people from all backgrounds and creeds from you know all different complexions so it's ironic that of all activities football has a racism problem mm. you look at the England squad it probably has the most black representatives in any England yeah. team of some sort. Well, you look at the country as a whole, mm. how ethnically diverse this country is, mm. and yet there still seems to be an issue. Mm. Um, it's backwards, man. Um, but yeah, it's just, the problem is, is we seem to be talking about it more than we ever have. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and, and like, I will come back to it. I feel like it's a trend. Yeah. I feel like people think it's, it's cool to mm. be racist now. Um, and it kills me to say it, but it's almost like, you know, when something becomes fashionable, like a dog, for instance, like mm. a chihuahua becomes fashionable because yeah. a certain person has it. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody wants to get that same chihuahua. Yeah. It seems to be like, because someone's become racist, because someone's made a racist slur and got, it's being talked about. Yeah. It's got yeah. talked about and it's on the news. Mm. Everyone else is like, I want to be on the news. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. People care more about fashion trends and attention than they do about morals in this day and age. And that's a sad world that we live in. 